There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Lex. I'm Sarah. I'm Kayla. And this is a very special episode of Or Learn Parkour. <laughs> it's a podcast about ADHD, except for this week when it's not. It sort of is still, but as y'all might have picked up already, we have two very special guests on this episode uh, who are here to talk about ADHD and relationships and what it's like to have someone with ADHD in your life. Please welcome Sarah and Kayla from the fabulous Sounds Fake but okay. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you Hello. for having us. Very excited. I mean, you said it's not as much about ADHD this week, but everything I do is about ADHD deep down. <laughs> so I'm it's true. So glad to hear that. You will, you will fit in very well with what we've got going on, which is a lot of different things at once, usually in a pretty chaotic cacophony. So welcome. It's, yeah. uh, Thanks for coming and joining us via Zoom. To yep. clarify, for everyone who's listening yes, or reading along, very we are not all in the same place. We are, we are, be... Yeah, no, we're we're actually in the same room coughing all over each other. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it's true. No, we're actually, we're very socially distanced because we're, we're in Chicago. In three, three different states. And yep. you're in Louisiana and California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get much more distance than that, staying within the continental United States. Fair enough. Yeah. So <laughs> staying safe here over Zoom. But welcome to our podcast. That is definitely about parkour. So are you guys ready to do some kickflips? I am absolutely ready to do some kickflips. I'm a little bit out of practice, but like yeah, I'm, worried I'm ready for to die Sarah because she's like broken her back several oh, times. What? So I'm worried for her doing kickflips. <laughs> And I'm also very out of shape, but we will do our best. <laughs> hey, it's called learn parkour for yeah, a reason. That's true. So. That's true. And and there is an or, so it is optional. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, because this is our Galentine's Day episode, uh, we wanted to invite another fantastic pair of podcast besties on the show to talk about ADHD and relationships. In the broad sense, a lot of people are talking about romance and all of that stuff right now. But we wanted to look at that a little bit deeper, especially in the sense of friendship and like what it's like to build connection with people with ADHD, whether that's someone you love or that's something that you are going through yourself. So we had a couple questions for y'all. Well, can y'all introduce yourselves? Maybe give our, our audience kind of a clue as to who you are, what you do, what you're about. Yeah. So we are the co-hosts of Sounds Fake But Okay, which is a podcast where an arrow ace girl, that's me, I'm aromantic and asexual, and Kayla, who... I'm I'm demisexual and also hetero romantic. Yeah, it felt weird for me to just say that for you. Um, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but we talk about all things to do with love, relationships, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand, specifically from an A-spec perspective from the perspective of people who don't necessarily experience attraction in the same way as quote-unquote normal people and it's a chaotic party over there it is sarah is the adhd half but Mm -hmm. we both are full of anxiety and depression so great hell yeah love to hear it (laughs) a great mix of all of the mental illnesses. <laughs> Fabulous. And I yeah, I figured because half of you have ADHD and then half of us 
moi, our ace, that we would, like, cover a pretty good ground here. So... Oh, yeah, I am the token allosexual <laughs> for this episode. We have our one. So and I'm the token check that not ADHD. So we have every type of human ever in <laughs> yes, this zoo. There, there are only uh, four types of human, and we are all of them. <laughs> we are mm-hmm. each a square yes. on the larger Punnett square of yeah. life. Enneagram homes, it's just the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are not but a four square. Is that what it's called? The game with the, the dodgeball? The game with four yeah. squares? Yeah. It is four, four squares. squares. Yeah. I think I got, I, I also, and I was like, wait, wasn't that a social media thing for a while? It was. And it also I was. God. You ever just like, you start spiraling, maybe rambling, but like, you just run out of places to go. See, so you just kind of. Yeah. Roll stop. Yeah. And then you just kind of like are sitting there, but like, then you're like, this is an audio medium. You can't yep. see what my face is doing. Yep. If you could see yes. my face, you would understand. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. The amount of times where I just don't say words on this podcast and then have to be prompted into actually expressing things verbally. It's a higher amount of times than probably should be. I mean, that's what editing's for, though, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, thanks for introducing yourselves. Yeah. We're, we're pretty... Sorry. It's a Thursday night, and there's been an impeachment trial happening all week, so I know I personally am like... A little worse for wear mentally. <laughs> so I apologize for my um You're doing amazing. Needs a brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in like a five hour straight work meeting today. Oh no. Um I'm technically still at work. So <laughs> nice. Great. Love it. <laughs> We're all doing fantastic. We're all Just here. America, baby. <laughs> As Troy Bolton always says, we're all in this together. So we the are. wise words of Troy Bolton. Yeah. I almost just said, may he rest in peace. And then I was like, that's not right. <laughs> He's mean, not. I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. He's like, uh, traveling the world like a weird young Anthony like with Bourdain. the Globetrotters? No. Like or maybe Netflix. it's like no, an Avril Lavigne situation. Show. I've heard that oh. Netflix show is actually really bad. I haven't watched it. But I've oh, heard it's, it's um, awful. Yeah. There's some concrete things that I have issues with in terms of the content, but... In terms of the vibe, it's immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. It's just Zac Efron being an absolute idiot, just going around the yeah. world being like, cool, cool, nice, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, we're going to do ayahuasca, okay. And then they just conveniently don't film any of that part. Yikes. Hmm. But there's also the dream? Yeah, there's a lot happening. But then it ends with like a weird sort of like doom and gloom what thing? Because like right at the end of their recording process was the California wildfires. Oh like, God! Yeah, no, it's, it's a that's that's rough. dark for a cooking show. Seems like well, a, it's not a cooking show though. It's just like a travel show. That's also dark for a travel show. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Oof! But they had to stop recording and go home because their houses were on fire. Jesus. Yeah, no. Sorry. Well, starting this one up on a high note, problem. everybody. Ooh. Oh, boy. Someone else, please talk. Save me from... Welcome to Oral Learn Parkour. <laughs> Thank you. You're already, Thank you. You're already doing better than you we You want to take over we, for me? We're now. signing custody of the podcast over to you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we can't have another child. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure they'll get along great, you know. Anyways, since this is a podcast about talking about ADHD, do we want to do that? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good night. Yeah. So, Thanks for having us. It's been grand. Goodness gracious. To start off with, whoever feels moved by the spirit to answer these questions, hop right in. But what 
has been your either of your journeys with mental health and or getting diagnosed with ADHD. Kayla, do you feel as though your spirit is moved? Or should I move my spirit? I can move. My answer is probably shorter and less okay. about ADHD. So move your spirit. I, I will go. be moved. So like I said, I do not have ADHD, but I um, have been blessed by God and Jesus with um, anxiety and depression. Uh, <laughs> my diagnosis Woo! was... Sorry. Alexa felt very seen by what you just said. I think your video was like delayed. So I heard noise, but no one was moving. So I was like, what have I just heard? (laughs) Podcasts haunted. I truly had no idea what was going on. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on, Kayla. I'm sorry. I I told Jordan I would behave myself and (laughs) I have not. So it's okay. I understand. Continue. Um, See, I have anxiety and depression. So my diagnosis wasn't actually that much of an ordeal. Starting in my junior year of high school, I started getting anxiety attacks. And the super fun thing about my anxiety attacks is I vomit during them. Or it's kind of what like comes at the end of my anxiety attacks. It's very sexy and cute. So I started doing that during junior year and we were like, we've simply got to do something about this. So I started going to therapy and... I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Thinking back, I had definitely been depressed for like several years before that and just like didn't realize that's why I was crying over like things that normal people wouldn't have been so upset about. What's normal people? Yeah, I don't know. I'm here to challenge your language. (laughs) The average, not neurotypical people, I guess. I don't know. Neurotypical, not not neurotypical. Yes. Okay. And then I, so I started taking meds pretty soon after that. I'm on some good, good Prozac and have been for like six years. Oh Wait, my did God. you take it today? Is that what the snap you sent me right before I had this was? Di- I have taken okay. it today. I'm really bad Yay. about taking my meds every day. So me and Sarah have like a 200 day snap streak. It's not that long. <laughs> Is that your fire alarm? You will not believe. Yes, it's over. <laughs> it goes off for like literally no reason all okay. the time. If there's no fire, it's fine. It's like this just took an even darker turn and I didn't no, think that was it, possible. You but. could literally do nothing. And it'll go off. And then the other day there was like literally bread on fire, like flames, and there was no fire alarm. So like doing amazing. It's fine. I blame Zach Efron. <laughs> it is. It's definitely Zach Efron's fault. He it came is. into my home and burnt food and it was rude of him. I just checked. It's 181 days long. I didn't realize we'd been doing it that long. That's incredible. Congratulations to you both. Thank you. I mean, but I will say my my, my longest streak is almost 1500 days. So and I will also say (laughs) that like not every one of those days did I take my meds. I have Mm -hmm. definitely cheated. So (laughs) I've taken my meds every day because sometimes I don't remember to be like, wait, I didn't get a snap today. Sometimes I do. And I I bully her. It's not very strictly enforced. (laughs) I can really get away with not taking my meds. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that I knew you hadn't done it today was because I looked at Snapchat and I saw that you hadn't even opened mine. And I, I know was because like, okay. I was you I was leaving the <laughs> notification on to remind myself, but then I was in a five hour work meeting and I didn't feel like taking my pills in the middle of a work. Take meeting. your meds. I did the morning. I would in- but I don't. Oh, Fair every, enough. Everything anyway. that you're saying, I'm like, yes, uh huh, absolutely, can relate. <laughs> Basically, just, my like, job as her friend is to bully right her into taking my her. meds. Sit here on my desk that I sit out for like eight hours a day. So do my pill bottles. So is there anything from keeping me from doing it? It's no. not fun or tasty. But I just like so. don't feel like it. Yeah. Anyway, fair. <laughs> I we can't judge you for that. <laughs> I mean, 
what's a girl to do? So yeah, that's basically um, it. I definitely had like a lot of anxiety struggles in college and they were Mm -hmm. pretty linked to like figuring out my sexuality because for me, my demisexuality gets very linked with like my anxiety and what triggers my anxiety attacks. So that Mm -hmm. was difficult to figure out and figure out what was going on. The second day I knew her, she puked in a Chipotle bathroom. I did. Starting college was very (laughs) stressful. Sarah has seen me vomit a lot. I think that one of the first times we hung out, it was breaking into a building at 3 a.m. and then you paint your face with acrylic paint. So we're all in good company. Sometimes you There's must. There's so do much context that, that you left out. Rude. <laughs> you don't need context. I was context. helping paint her set. She was. She was doing me a favor. That is important context. <laughs> I mean, either way, I love it. <laughs> I didn't just like break into an art classroom and steal their acrylic paint and just like dump it on my. I face. wouldn't have been mad at you if you did though. Like if that was the case, <laughs> I would still support you. Thank you. Yes. My. My journey with mental health. So the first thing I was properly diagnosed with was ADHD, but it wasn't until I was in college. I was 18 when mm. I was diagnosed with ADHD, which I know is pretty Are common sure? for a lot of women. I was 18. Yeah. Because I was listening to early episodes. Are you of gaslighting our- me? I am because <laughs> <laughs> we love to gaslight here. I was listening to early episodes of our podcast And you, in one of them, were like, I don't, like, have a diagnosed mental illness, but I definitely have one. And I was like, yeah, you definitely have ADHD. And we were like, haha, yeah. So, like, you hadn't been diagnosed yet. And you were above 18 in 2017. Do you feel gaslit in this? Yeah, I do feel gaslit. I thought it was freshman year because sophomore year I was in Germany. It was second semester. It was cold out. And I was in Germany second semester sophomore year. So it had to be freshman year unless it was like December. It doesn't matter. I don't think you were diagnosed freshman year. The great thing about ADHD is time's not real for us. So you're so valid. (laughs) So I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in college. I had known for a little while at that point that I had ADHD. My my mom feels really bad because she's a special ed teacher. And so she was like, why didn't I see it? Like, why didn't I know when you were younger? And she like feels weirdly guilty about that. And I'm like, huh. it's not your fault. Because like I did gymnastics growing up. And so I did so much exercise all the time. And that basically helped regulate my brain and also my time like I had Mm. I had limited time to do my homework and limited time to do whatever and so it forced me to actually do it and so like I I had a forced schedule and like the exercise helped with the ADHD and then once I stopped doing that was when things started getting a little mm, you know struggling so I was diagnosed at some point unclear when also Everyone in my family is mentally ill. I don't know. I, I don't mean that in like a my whole family is the more sick I think way. About I just it, mean the more positive I am that you were diagnosed our junior year. Junior year? I'm like pretty positive because you started taking meds. You weren't on the I correct didn't, dosage. It wasn't. I didn't start taking meds right away, though. I got mm-hmm. diagnosed and I didn't start taking meds right away. It was a while in between when I got to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It That's not the point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was eventually also diagnosed with depression and apparently anxiety. I've been informed recently that I'm more anxious than I think I am. So that's my life. I don't know. That really anticlimactic ending. It answered the question, though. It did. So yeah. thank you for that. And you're 
again, in good company because the anxiety and depression cups are overflow with in this oh, yeah. fort as well. So, Oh, yeah. My um, ADHD cup and my depression cup like to just feed each other. It's fun. Don't they just do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one of those weird <laughs> little like oil and vinegar yeah. pour things where they're like in each other but not. Yeah, it's fun. Like where they put like food coloring and dyes in it to make it look cool? Are you thinking about like the bubbly? Like thing? a lava lamp? Oh, lava no, but I like that better. Cool. <laughs> I no, recently I, bought a lava lamp because I'm an adult. Um, I'm just very excited about it. That's so, fantastic. Um, so good. My mental illness is a lava lamp. <laughs> yes. Is, yeah. Is what we've gathered. Yes. Oh, yes. That's such a beautiful metaphor in the fact that it's nice to just think about watching a lava lamp. Okay. This is what I deal with. The ADHD energy in this podcast is astounding, and I love it. <laughs> That's literally it's... like wrangling three Sarahs, and I am <laughs> obsessed with it. Kayla, you're a oh, saint. yeah. You're welcome to the pod. Wow. Both of your stories, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's very relatable. But then, Sarah, when you're like, I did gymnastics and athletics really helped keep me sort of structured and gave my brain a lot to focus on. And like I did competitive dance and then the same Mm. sort of thing happened where I was like, what do I do? What do I do with my body and what do I do with my brain? And then you're in college. People are like, here's some alcohol and (laughs) a lot of stress. Have fun. Yeah, no, I had the same experience too because I was, as you can probably guess by the everything about me, a huge theater nerd. And so that was just like there at school till 10 o'clock. There wasn't time to to have ADHD, I guess. Yeah. It's it's amazing how that schedule. Well, because like I was I was a high achieving kid and then also very busy. And so it's mm-hmm. like your choices are you either do your homework right now or you don't do your homework. And mm-hmm. for me, not doing your homework was not an option. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. like, I got to do it now. And then what happened was I ended up having to quit gymnastics the summer before my senior year of high school because I stress fractured my back too many times. Ooh. Oh, um, and <laughs> So Multiple you weren't times. kidding when you said no, Sarah broke her back broke a back. couple times. <laughs> it was, it was not, not a joke. Oh, um, no. my, back, my back is very messed up. But so I, I had to quit like right before senior year. And so I was suddenly like, what do I do with my life? I was applying to colleges. And so I was super stressed out about that. And I remember at one point, like I was not working on my college apps and like I knew I had to. And my parents were like, you need to do like, and I was like, I know, but I can't. And so I remember just like on the floor in the family room with my parents just like in the fetal position crying because I, I was can like, visualize I can't this do so my clearly. college apps. <laughs> I can visualize this so clearly because there was so many of these situations in college with like Sarah needing to do her homework that looked the exact same. Just like laying in our dorm room, just being like, I know I have to, but I can't. Ouchie, bro. Ouchie. (laughs) Ouchie. And my parents were like, I don't know what to do with this. This has never happened before. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, Lord. But hey. Look, I got into college. I have a degree. It's fine. There you go. Yeah. We made it through. Got at what cost, but... Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Do you mind if I ask, do you uh, know what type of ADHD you have? I have inattentive ADHD. Hey, one of me. One of... (laughs) I was going to say us, but she has combined type. 
So I found that interesting when I was diagnosed because I really thought that I had the hyperactivity part of it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, you don't. And I was like, hmm, okay, sure. Thanks, doc. And then I never thought about it again. But now you're making me think about it again. And now I'm just considering my life. Yeah. Are, are you going to be okay? You can, I'm going to be fine. Okay. I'm going to be fine. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry to uh, inspire a ADHD-themed crisis for you. That's not bad. We love a crisis. <laughs> it's 2021, baby. <laughs> you get a crisis, and you get a crisis, and everybody gets a crisis. It's just the... <laughs> you know that song? The one in the TikToks? <laughs> one of the... I have no the idea what you're talking about right now. You know, the the one TikTok song. No, okay, there's several TikTok songs, obviously, but, like, the one that's like, like, no, anyone. It's like the depression theme. This is really great audio for you guys, too, probably, (laughs) with your headphones on as I'm just, like, dooting. I'm getting it, like, clean and crisp right into the ears. The the other problem is that I keep starting to sing it, and then there's a slight lag so I can hear it coming back, and then it's Mm. throwing off the whole melody for me, so I can't even give you guys an accurate... This is tragic. You're doing your best, and I admire you for that. Thank you. I'm in hell. (laughs) I also like how you said, at the beginning of this, you were like, we don't want to keep you too long, like, hopefully it'll be an hour, and it's like, we've gotten through one question. The ADHD, it's okay. (laughs) I'm technically at work, but nothing urgent is happening. I could stay as long as you want me. <laughs> okay. Do we want to do a second question? Oh, dare we? I mean, how many that questions do we even have? Do we um, dare? Let's give it a try. Let's dip our toe in. What is it like to have a bestie slash co-host with ADHD? Um, and how do you think that changes the ways you two work together? I'm very interested in Kayla's answer to this question. And yes, I texted Sarah. her that earlier. And she goes, yeah, I actually have an answer prepared because there's a specific way I deal with you. And I was like, what? Oh, (laughs) that's like not what I wrote. First of all, it makes it seem way worse than it is. (laughs) But listen, this is something I've thought about before, because there is a very specific way that I have to interact with Sarah when I know we need to get things done. So Sarah and I were roommates all through college. So we lived together for four years and we've been friends for like what, like five or six years at this point? A lifetime. A lifetime. So like I know Sarah very well and I like watched her struggle through school and like trying to be productive and get things done. But so there is a like I have to be very mindful when I want to work with Sarah on like podcast things and when I know it's time to be productive and I also, I'm someone that is very influenced by other people's emotions. Like if Mm. someone else is angry or stressed, I'm going to get angry or stressed. So in a work setting, Sarah will get very stressed and overwhelmed, which often makes me feel overwhelmed. Very easy to stress me out. Yeah. So I have to like be in a correct mood to like often go into like productive work settings that I know will stress Sarah out because I know one of us needs to be not stressed. But yeah, I I think the biggest thing is like, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Sarah needs to be in a specific mood to get things done. Like I can sense when Sarah is like not going to be productive. Like when I was sending you a bunch of manic texts earlier today. Yeah. (laughs) But like recently we've gotten into thing of like scheduling like business meetings. And Mm -hmm. then I will like write out like a to-do list of like, here are the things we need to get done in this meeting. And I think it's like things like that of just like, I need to create structure for us. This all seems like very patronizing, but I just like, (laughs) 
Kayla's my mom. But like, I, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Zac Efron has strong feelings about that. <laughs> Zac Efron's mad about the way I interact with Sarah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know how to put it into words. There's just like a certain vibe that needs to be cultivated mm-hmm. to get. Sarah to do things I don't well, know and I, I think you've also learned from past situations like if I am very stressed cat. and overwhelmed <laughs> sorry there's a we're being <laughs> shown a cat that we that's, must look so at rude. that's root beer she's sleeping oh she just curled up like a little beer. oh my god Ned is sleeping on the other chair on your other side oh my god <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just... Uh, no, I appreciate cat content. This is um, good. Are you having fun stretching your skills today, Kayla? Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Admittedly, I have no idea what I was saying. Kayla, what was I saying? I've learned from past situations. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like you have learned from past situations with me of, like, what works and what doesn't in terms of, like getting me to do things like yeah I like I think any people that have been friends for that long is the same case it's not like because Sarah has ADHD but I think Sarah having ADHD just presents like unique situations Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm thinking of a very specific incident where like your attempts to try and get me to do something were not working and we we were both very frustrated and like it hasn't happened since and when was this it was when I was trying to finish Bloom. Mm. Mm-hmm. There was a specific incident where you were very displeased that I hadn't finished it. And I was also very displeased that I hadn't finished it. And you expressing your displeasure that I hadn't finished it was not helping. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. But you don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. More tactfully, I think. I yeah, prompt you're be- you. You're, you're better about the way that you approach it. Yeah. So it sounds like there's been a bit of a learning curve there. Uh, like I said, I think there is with like any friends that are going to like business together. Yeah. But yeah, I think like especially with us both being mentally ill and like pretty sensitive people that, yeah, it does make for a learning curve. Gee, can't I relate to that at all. That <laughs> super uh, out of our wheelhouse. No, no relation. Because well, we have our friend relationship and also what's basically a professional relationship at this point. Like mm-hmm. we are technically legally bound to one another. In We're business partners. We're, we're business <laughs> women. We share a bank account. So like there's kind of like a, a difference in the way that we have to interact with each other mm-hmm. from one to the other. And a lot of times those bleed together but like there has to be a line somewhere mm-hmm. it's very odd like sarah and i's relationship honestly like the amount of time i spend talking to sarah and like doing things with her is like the same amount of time i spend with my boyfriend at this point i feel like and we live together me and my boyfriend sarah's just like Sorry. my second I'm boyfriend just- at this point <laughs> That's a really special galantine to have as someone you can share a bank account with. So congratulations to you both. It's very romantic. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can always tell, like, sometimes I will send her many, many texts in a row about various things. And I can usually tell if she's just ignoring me or if she's actually doing something else by I'll ask a pod related question. And if she answers that, <laughs> then I know that she's there and she was just ignoring me. <laughs> and, so and when you send that. me that many texts in a row, there's just like not much I can do. And I think you need to respect that. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like a test. It's like, hmm, is she there? 
I have rude. my read receipts on. That's bold. So like, that's very that's, bold. That's very bold. I could never. No. So Jordan just knows right away if oh, I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> Sorry now. Cuts the crafting around out of it. I mean, I've had to figure out a lot of ways to deal with you, but luckily that's not one of them. <laughs> the face Lex tea. just made. I just need you I just need you, you listeners to know. <laughs> well, that's that's really neat to hear though, and it sounds like it kind of goes both ways with you guys like figuring out how to work with each other and some of that's ADHD related, but a lot of it's just you guys being you. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm well, sure like, I'm not a treat to work with. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure Sarah has had to figure out many tactics for working with me also. Yeah, well, like, as you said earlier, like, how, like, if I'm going to be very stressed about something, like, you have to make sure you're not. Like, I feel like we're pretty good at being balanced in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like, I remember one time recently I literally asked you, I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, like are you in the mental can- state? To support for me, me for me to be pessimistic <laughs> about one of something us, podcast related. One of us needs to be the pessimist and one needs to be the optimist. One of us needs and to it's, be okay. the pessimist is usually you. It's usually me. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an optimist, but like I'm definitely more realistic than pessimistic. You're, and you're way less lean, pessimistic than I lean in the pessimistic direction. And so I was yeah. like, are you prepared to take the optimistic stance? It was moment? very, I like had no idea what you were going to say after that too. I thought it was going to be something like super serious. And then it like was not I don't even at remember all. What it was. I, 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 what I, it was. I remember that I did it, but I have no idea what we were well, talking about. It was, we went on the podcast Query, which is like yeah. a very big podcast. And so when it was like going to air the next day, Sarah was like, what if it's really bad? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Like they wouldn't have had us on or like aired it if it was that bad. What if bad. we sound stupid? I mean, I'm sure we did, but you know. That's for you to decide. Listen to our episode of Query. <laughs> Let us we know if we sound stupid. We'll drop a link to it on the on the tweets in the Twitter verse. On the tweets. On the tweets. You know, the bird website. Birds aren't real. Thank um, you. Birds are not real. Thank you. Not emphasize that enough. Not real. I do love them though. But they are robots. Segment on that. I love Corvids. Anyways, that does segue into the next question that we have, like a little bit more birds. No, the entire rest of the conversation we had before that. I don't recall. Great. (laughs) But like in a more internal sense, instead of working with each other, how would you say that your orientation and mental health uh, affect you as creators and artists? I think for me... I'm a writer in addition to, I mean, my real job, I'm an assistant is my real job, but like (laughs) then I got my podcasting side gig and like also I'm trying to, trying to write. And I feel like I was constantly told in college, you know, you have to write every day. You have to have discipline. You have to do this. You have to do that. And like that was not helpful to me because that Mm. was not realistic to me. I can't wake up early every morning and just be like, I'm going to write three pages now. Like that is not doable. And so I think I have definitely had to deal with that in the sense of like trying to still write and do work and stuff and kind of create a certain, like a little bit of structure for myself. But like having a super strict structure is not 
it, it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I've definitely had to like toe that line of like, how do I be productive in this while also respecting the fact that my brain is not gonna just sit and write for five hours straight every day at the same time. So that's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> have you had any luck with that or like figured out things that have worked for you better? I think for me, it's just a lot of it has been accepting that it is okay to not write every day or not write on a certain schedule or because like that's the advice everyone gives you and like I understand why they gave you that advice it makes sense but understanding that for me that's just not realistic and that's not going to benefit me has been very helpful and obviously like I'm not at a point in my life where I can write full time Mm -hmm. I don't know what it would look like if I did do that but like it's I don't know. I think I think just for me, it's just been like accepting that like, okay, the advice that everyone gives, it can't apply to me. And like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You just have to figure out how to do it your own way, how to make your brain agree with it. That's great. I have heard the same advice so much and also had a very similar struggle. Just like, yeah, I can't do that. I sat here and I tried and I stared at a page for two hours. So like, I'm very like, deadline driven and so if someone's just like you need to write at 9 a.m for three hours it's like well why write what what why i'm gonna i'm gonna end up (laughs) on instagram like there's (laughs) 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 like i just can't (laughs) yeah i think that's the thing about being mentally ill is that the things that people say that's supposed to work for everyone it's like that's simply not gonna work Mm -hmm. for me my brain don't do that yeah Yeah, I don't know. For me, I think both of us like depression has been a big struggle, especially lately with content creating. Mm -hmm. Like times have been tough. And we both deal with depression anyway. So I think Sarah and I have been more prone to depression, like lately, especially. And getting yourself to podcast when you are depressed is not fun. (laughs) Lex's (laughs) face is like me. There is a there are some days where there is a marked difference between how we sound talking to each other when we're recording versus how we sound immediately before or immediately after. Like if people saw like the transition, they would be like, are you okay? And we would be like, no, but we're very good. No, it's literally like, I remember this one time, like, especially Sarah was having like a really hard time, but we needed to record. So we recorded Sarah put on her voice, like it was fine. And then you know, you're like tired after because you're like putting on a face for like an hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, Sarah was like, why do I feel even more depressed now? Because she had like forgot what I forget how you said it, but you like had forgotten that you were depressed before you started faking it. And so then it like Mm. hit you even harder after. And also it was just it. it was just exhausting to have had to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think that, it's similar to like, like the term I hear for people with like autism is like masking of like, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, I forget masking. what the word is. Just like pretending to be neurotypical. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I hear it a lot with people on the autism spectrum, especially but it's like today when I was in my five hour work meeting, I had to like, have a face on and like, mm-hmm. actively listen, I couldn't just like lay around my office. Yeah. So I think like, Things like that with an audio medium or a visual medium, especially like when we're writing our book, we can both be sitting there very depressed working on our dumb book. (laughs) Um, It's not dumb. But like with things like the podcast, it's like, okay, like we have to just do it. Well, and I I think that is 
to a benefit of us having known each other so well before we started this. I mean, because the way me and Kayla became friends, like we shared a room. That's how we met each other. And so like you learn a lot about them very quickly because we we knew each other so well going in and we knew what it was like. Like we are comfortable like showing each other like the depression of it all. And mm-hmm. like we don't have to put on that facade with each other. It's just like when we're recording or like that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. like kind of what I was talking about with working with each other and knowing like how to get each other to do things. We've both seen the word like Sarah has seen me vomit so many times. I've seen Sarah like curled up in the middle of the night trying to get her homework done. We have seen the worst. So it's like it's whatever. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, we we also live together, so yeah. that rings loud and clear. I am gonna just like, oh, there's me. Real I can quick, see me. Just so we can just see root beer while we have just a spring. Oh, a lick, yeah. a tiny a lickaroo, a baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she's a snuggle bug. Well, she's like chomping her. a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, sorry. I tried to at least give a verbal warning that time. <laughs> Or just like being like, look at my cat. Yeah, no, that's all really relatable. We have very similar uh, everything. Bestie um, vibes only. Bestie vibes yeah. only. No, that's uh, <laughs> that might have to be the episode title. Bestie vibes only. Bestie <laughs> there it vibes is. only. That's what we're here to do. Zach Efron, get your rancid vibes out of here. Mm-hmm. Get them <laughs> out. Fire alarms starting vibes. <laughs> so next question. I forgot how to read for a second there. <laughs> Hello, Jared. It happens to the best of us. It <laughs> happens <laughs> to the best it of really us. It really does. How do you think ADHD affects the way that you connect with other people generally and build the other relationships in your life? So I wrote down a couple notes for some of these questions. And for this one, what I wrote was two words. And it says, I'm annoying. <laughs> oh, like it doesn't have Mood. to be a bad thing, you know? Okay. Like, I just, like, I I accept that I can be a lot sometimes. And, like, it's also, like, I'm also an introvert. So, like, it's, like, a weird a push and pull. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just, I g- care about certain things. I have my hyper fixations that I get very excited about. And I'm very passionate about them. And sometimes I'm going to be annoying about them. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> There's, this is why this are, there are so many texts of Sarah's that I will ignore for a time. It's because they're often a string of texts about her hyperfixation that I know nothing about and that she just mm-hmm. needs to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm not like mad at her for doing that, but I'm not going to like stop what I'm doing to answer that. Yeah. Right away. Like when, when you don't answer me, I never assume you're like, I never assume you're angry, which is good because like I could come to that conclusion if you were someone else. But you because come it's to you, that I'm conclusion like, she's for just literally everyone else. Literally everyone else except for you. RSD. Oh my gosh, she's just ignoring me again. I didn't think I experienced RSD until about a month ago, and now I see it everywhere. Sometimes Sarah will just text me and be like, this person did this. They hate me. I was like, my pharmacy keeps telling me to pick up my prescription, and I can't pick it up for several days. The pharmacists are going to be so mad at me. And Kayla was like... No, they're not. I was like, I'm sorry, sir, but they don't care about you. They didn't even fill one of my prescriptions. (laughs) Well, there you go. Why is that a conversation that we've had verbatim of like, (laughs) 
You being like, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be upset about this and me saying something along the lines of like, they literally do not even think about you. <laughs> they don't know you exist and they don't give a shit. <laughs> to quote one Alexis Rose, nobody is thinking about you the way you're thinking about you. Yes. So, so Amen. And what's She's interesting right. is that like early in our friendship, well, always in our friendship and always in my life, I'm like very worried about people hating me. That's something that like... When we were like directing a musical together, Sarah had to like have conversations with me with of like, okay, you're in charge of these people. Some of them are going to hate you. And now it's just- I didn't say they're going to hate you. I said they're not all going to love you. You understand (laughs) what I'm saying. But now it's like me- This is what Kayla's brain does. It just, it says, uh, they don't, they're not obsessed with me. They must hate me. Okay. But it's also what your brain does. Okay, bitch. Here's here's what we're discovering (laughs) is that you also have the same thing. I think what the difference is, is you tend to- think that generally you just think that people hate you like on a broader scale i make a tiny mistake and i assume they hate me because of that like i i assume they're mad at me because of that like for me it's usually like spurred by a specific thing whereas for you it's just like they hate me whereas for me i'm just a depressed hoe Love it. we really are all in this together huh we're just all the same one human Uh, That does actually kind of answer the next question on the list, which was more for you, Kayla, of what advice would you have for somebody who wants to connect with someone with ADHD, like from the outside perspective? But I think you kind of nailed it. So did you have anything else? I actually wrote a thing about this that I could add, but I would, if Kayla has anything to say, I would like you to go first. How to connect to someone who has ADHD. Yes. I think it's just like patience, I guess. Honestly, if I could sum up like my side of Sarah and I's work relationship, it's patience. (laughs) I'm Um, testing our patience constantly. Yeah. But I think just like patience with the other person and with yourself of like, it's going to take time to like understand what makes this person tick and to like be able to like understand what's going on if they're like having an especially like ADHD day or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then just like not getting mad at them for like not working the same way you do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down a small manifesto as I want to do sometimes. Shocking. Um, You? Yeah. Like, the thing that I was just thinking about when I saw this question is I was like, sometimes you just have to, like, smile and nod. And, like, that's fine. Like, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Kind of like the whole, like, when I saw it was annoying earlier, like, it can be a neutral thing. (laughs) What was that? I mean this in the most, like, loving way possible of, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I have to, like, deal with Sarah as if she's, like, an excited child. And I know this sounds very patronizing, (laughs) but sometimes Sarah is just like acting up as if a child and I have to just like let her have her moment. Sometimes you got to get it out. You just need to let me send you 20 consecutive texts and then answer three hours later with just the lowercase letter O. That's even harsher than leaving your read receipts on, I feel like. <gasps> okay, oh but like, I do the same thing to her, though. 20 texts about 20 different things. Like, what am I supposed to It's never this. It's always like at least five do. different times. My genuine reaction to that is, oh. Oh. <laughs> like, that's my genuine reaction is just like, oh, oh my. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But I think, like, what that- am I to do? 
<laughs> that goes along though with what I wanted to say about this was because like you you can appreciate and respect an ADHDers passions and hyperfixations and whatever without necessarily sharing interest in them. Like I have another friend who is not Kayla Shocking. I know that I have more than one friend, but <laughs> I have another friend. I, I sure don't. I have no who, idea what that's like. It's just Jordan. <laughs> that's it. Just kidding. But we we friends. both have our friends. current Sorry. <laughs> I, I loved the defensiveness there. Um, <laughs> like we both like have our current obsessions and she doesn't even have ADHD. She just, you know, cares about things a lot. Mm-hmm. And neither of us is like actively into the other person's obsession, but we'd like talk about them to each other. We just like have a mutual respect for each other's passions and we like encourage each other's fangirling. And so like I've learned a bunch of random shit about this TV show that she loves and she's learned a bunch of random shit about K-pop and like I don't ever plan on watching that TV show that she's into. And like, I don't expect her to get into K-pop, but we just like give each other the space to like love and appreciate things without shame or fear of being judged. And like, you know, that the person on the other end might not totally understand exactly what you're feeling, but like, they know the sentiment, like they get what's going on. And that's nice. And I think obviously, if you have ADHD, you're not going to have that relationship with everyone you know. But if you want to have like a real deep connection with someone who has ADHD, that's just something to be like, sometimes you're going to have to smile and nod. And that's it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like it can just be like, yes, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, but I support you in this. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) That's that's fantastic. You know, that's my manifesto. (laughs) That's beautiful. And I really wish that when people said like friends with benefits, they were just talking about that, like a mutual hyperfixation friend. I think the, the world the would be a better of... place if that's what that meant. Because yeah, that's right really and like beautiful. Whether or not you have the same hyperfixation, or like for a while my hyperfixation was Shit's Creek, and this friend um, also watched Shit's Creek, but she wasn't into it to the same extent as me. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. It was, and then I watched it six months later. And then I finally got Kayla to watch it approximately 75 here's years later. Thing, after it was no longer my hyperfixation. But here's the thing is like, you texted me about it so much that it felt like I can't jump in right now. There's too much going on with it. <laughs> I can't join now. It would be too much. You know what I mean? It would have been too much energy. No. No, I'm so sorry. I don't. I'm over here like, yeah, yeah, I get that. You have to like set aside the time to be ready for it. Well, that's the thing with me. I get very It seemed like you were just not doing it out of spite. No, (laughs) No, this is how like I get very particular about like when I can get into a new thing. Like I will like have a fandom or a TV show or whatever that's just sitting there. And for whatever reason in my mind, I'm like, I'm too busy to become a obsessed with this mm-hmm. and so like with things like Shit's Creek I would be like <laughs> I can't do this right now like I'm not mentally there right now I do get that aspect of it because like as someone who wants to go into TV writing I never watch TV I get so overwhelmed by like I have to watch a whole show even if it's like eight half hour episodes I'm like that's too many I'm gonna have to dedicate my life to this show and like I I do get that aspect of it um it's so much that makes yeah. so much sense <laughs> Yeah, I'm a so bit people of a are always like monster for content. So <laughs> I feel like you watch it and kind of filter it for me, and then I'm just like, I can pick two of those things. I have the energy for two of those things. 
See, that's the thing too, though, is there's things that I like don't have to take in because Sarah does it for me. Like when we lived together, she was really into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And mm-hmm. I would just like leave. I still haven't watched the last season. Yeah, it's Because okay. it was no longer, it ceased to be my hyperfixation. Right, yes. <laughs> but like she would watch it every week in our dorm room and I would like leave the room and go do homework like while she watched tv and then i would come back into the room and she would lay out the entire episode for me and then she was like why won't you watch it with me and i would be like what's the point you i don't need to like you're here doing it for me and then i see everything you reblog on i i wasn't like watching it by myself either like there was no need like i didn't need to be there but then like i would see your reblogs on tumblr so i got all of that content i got your episode recaps I shipped your ship because I was like, yes, from what you've told me, this seems good. I will accidentally read fanfic about it on Tumblr because I come across it because you reblogged it. And now I'm just reading it and invested for some reason. But I will not be watching this show with you. That seems like a really efficient way to do it, honestly. Exactly. My approach to content is like, oh, I've been meaning to watch the movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire for over <gasps> oh, a year now. I still haven't watched it I've, either. I have had access to it for over a year. Even before it was on Hulu, my friend dealt me a bootleg link of Portrait of a Lady on you. Fire. It is only a two-hour movie. I have yet to watch this movie because I'm just like, I need to be in the right mindset. <laughs> That's I'm fair. Just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I was like, two hours? That seems too long. And then last night, I stayed up at least two hours too late watching videos of BTS members as vines. So look, <laughs> humans are complex creatures, you know? Yeah, no, this is the duality of man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, I am probably a bit of a cookie monster about content for real, because like, even if it's something kind of hard or emotional or like traumatic i'll still probably just be like yeah all right like a couple months ago i was like i want to watch a movie that i've seen before that i can kind of like chill you know and just like maybe do some art or whatever and then i was like what should i watch and then i just turned on midsummer why the that was my question. I I mean, I personally cannot do movies like that. It r- truly f***s me up from the inside out. I just can't imagine watching that for leisure. <laughs> yeah, I've been training for this kind of thing since I was like a wee lass because my <laughs> older siblings are way older than me. And when I was like three or four years old, they showed me the Jurassic Park movies. They showed me Beetlejuice. They made me watch The Ghost and the Darkness, which is a movie about man-eating lions. <laughs> I watched right. The Green Mile when I was like seven. And that's why I'm really glad that I have you so that you can watch all of those things and be like, Jordan, this would, as you said, Kayla, ruin you from the inside out. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm like looking back and there was a thing that I would do in high school was I would just go down in the basement at my parents' house and queue up so many DVDs and watch all of them all in one day and just like cry to them. Like I would watch like Moulin Rouge atonement oh, yes. memoirs of a geisha and then like follow it all up with angus thongs and perfect snogging to like lighten the mood <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i think i've just kind of always been like this um, and then there's me who watched the christmas story as a child and is afraid of that movie and has not watched it in years a, cr- a christmas story is a staple so in my was- family it terrified me the house we lived in it's the movie where they're like you'll shoot your eye out and he like gets his tongue stuck to the pole sorry for some reason i cannot i was thinking a christmas carol 
Oh, and no, I was like, the Muppets? <laughs> no, that's very good, especially the Muppets version. We can all agree that's yeah, the best excellent. version. Cool. Um, yes, I cannot yes. watch a Christmas yes. story. A Christmas story is very important in my family. In the house we lived in in college, it was also important to several other people in the house. I left Kayla, the house Kayla once. refused <laughs> to watch it. I oh. once left the entire house and went elsewhere because they were watching Because we were it. watching a PG-rated Christmas movie. It traumatized me so much. I'll shoot your eye out, kid. That, okay, that, just, like, it's burned into my eyeballs, the visual of him, like, getting his tongue stuck to the, like, flagpole or whatever. Mm. That's very scary. That, just that I part. Don't, I not, think not a part where to think about if that happened to you, how upset you would be. I'm what getting about, very upset right now. <laughs> yeah, what about no, the, do, the do not watch the, Dumb and Dumber. The, what it. about the part where the creepy Santa, like, pushes him down the slide? Did that bother you? I don't remember the full movie. There's okay, like okay, you were so scarred by the beginning that you didn't get that point. <laughs> hey, well, I watched the whole thing, but I was like young and I don't remember it. And I'm sure it's not actually scary, but I I just can't do it. When I was little, I was afraid of the scene in Charlie Brown Thanksgiving where he's where Snoopy is fighting with the chair. Me and my sister were afraid of that. I was also afraid of the the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown where he's pretending to be World War One fighter pilot. Did you wake up today and choose violence? Like just I wake hey, up did this and I part, choose violence. Did this part really bother you every day? This is the relationship we have. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and she refuses to watch Stick It with me. So you know I what? Watched it with you and I got <laughs> it. The it was one no. time I didn't want to watch it, and I have watched it with the before and got her a Stick It poster. We Look, don't need to I, do this. I have I have Sarah. a film degree, so I can objectively say that that is the best movie ever made. <laughs> You're so right. Wholeheartedly seconded and thirded from the oh parkour team. Oh my god, Missy Peregrine <laughs> in the ice bath. Here's one of the the few times where Sarah's great love and hyperfixation of something makes me not like it because Sarah's <laughs> hyperfixation so, it's just I'm, yeah but you are so annoying about your love of sick it that it brings me joy to tell you it's not good because yeah. it's funny <laughs> we, we have some other friends who also refuse to watch it with me because they think it's funny it so is funny just tell me no I think part of the reason I've doubled down on it so much is because you have refused so it's I'm just sure it, it I think itself. it's really this is something <laughs> I used to do with my boyfriend dean he was like i love popeyes and i was like popeyes is a shit restaurant it's not i like it very much and so for like a very long time in our relationship i would just constantly shit on popeyes because i just thought it was very funny you know i guess if you don't have a homemade hill to die on store-bought's fine but now i i need to know sarah what movie do you love to hate to piss off kayla oh i have the answer <laughs> No, it's not The Princess Bride. I liked The Princess Bride. I liked them. Okay, I had never seen nope, The nope, Princess Bride. Nope. And I watched it with <laughs> Kayla and some of our other friends in college, and I made some mild criticisms. You know, film major. I had some things to say. I never said I didn't like the movie. I do like the movie. And because it is a because perfect I movie, there are zero <laughs> critiques to give to the movie. By critiquing it at all, you are disrespecting the film. And that is something you don't understand. And so Kayla is 
They, they, <laughs> they claim to break that up I the hate Princess right Bride. Now. And I don't. At least um, it's like every other week, Sarah and I break up the podcast. And I think this is what has yeah. done it this week. It's over, Sarah. I mean, I canceled you live on the podcast on the last podcast, apparently. And I didn't know until someone in <laughs> our Discord reminded me. And I didn't even remember why I had canceled her. So this is the dynamic. Circling back just a little. Um, Sarah, if you ever want to watch Stick It, I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. I, we can um, we should just I would, make it a I would jump on that opportunity. <laughs> but um you're welcome. I'm leaving. I just, oh <laughs> no. I'm leaving. We can we can do a double feature. We can do Stick It and Princess Bride you, and you then no one's well, happy. You know how well those movies go together. <laughs> the classics back to back. Oh yes. Uh we seem we seem to have touched a little bit of a nerve there, so sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's 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 all in jest. <laughs> That's. I feel like it kind of does balance, though, because later we're going to do the dopamine trampoline and ask for, like, basically what your juice is. So I guess this was kind of the beef this section. <laughs> so it balances out. Sarah and I have only had, like, three disagreements in our entire friendship, and none of them have been serious. <laughs> like, when we say disagreements, we mean, like, on a very basic level, we argue about the, like, and one of but them they're is, all stupid things. One of them is... Is there a true center to the universe? No, you know what? I'll tell you what they all are. Is there a center of the universe? Is one. Another one is can an eight-year-old be in can an eight-year-old be evil? Yes. Next question. (laughs) And the third one is about the treatment of books. Here's the thing. I'm a very argumentative person, so I'm just gonna like We have considered doing, like, a full episode of our podcast, like, just having a debate on all three. <laughs> it hasn't happened. But it has nothing to do with it. It has action. nothing to do with anything. And I'm also afraid because, I, because people are going to disagree with me and I'm going to be mm-hmm. mad at them. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it's also very important to us that if the children, which is what we call our listeners, if our listeners have a favorite, we mustn't know who it is. We, uh, we don't want to know. I have been st- <laughs> That's fair. I've been stressed for uh, three years about Sarah. <laughs> just so we, <laughs> just more me thinking everyone hates it. In my mind, I'm like, Sarah's obviously the favorite. And so I just don't want to know. <laughs> Well, and it's like we do we do polls every week for our podcast mm-hmm. and we have very intentionally avoided any poll that pits me and Kayla against each other. Very I smart. I don't want to know. I can't do that to myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, our podcast is quite a bit smaller than y'all's and younger at this point. Um, a baby. Toddler. A oh. little baby podcast. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, definitely good advice and something we should probably also do going into the future. But then I'm also like, but I want to know. That's the thing is the little gremlin gremlin in my mind is like, "Mm, yes, tell me who your favorite is. And then I'm like, I literally would die if I knew that information. Either way, the answer is bad. Either way, it's bad because either it's like, oh, like, I'm not the favorite. Or it's like, you feel guilty because you're the favorite. I feel like I'd be mad if it was me because I'd be like, hell no, my best friend's amazing. You guys are dumb. (laughs) But you're so right. Yeah, I would feel sort of similarly. But also if they were like, Lex is the favorite, I would be like, (laughs) stop. (laughs) (laughs) I can't lie. That's fair. I appreciate appreciate your honesty. This is a safe space. This is a safe space. (laughs) This is a safe fort. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. So we have two more questions. We do. And then we are all going to do four little five-minute dopamine trampolines. And then we will 
wraps this up. Yes. Because despite me being the primary cause of most derailing, <laughs> I'm going to try to bring this home to say 30. I love that for you. <laughs> We've got this it's, team. It actually, like, I feel like I ramble. And then when I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done now. I'm like, okay, Jordan, let's go. Let's do the ending. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so second to last question, penultimate question. Who inspires you as an A-spec or neurodivergent artist? I have an answer. What? My answer is just like other good art. Not necessarily like any one person or whatever in particular. For me, nothing motivates me to go work on my own stuff, whether it's podcast related stuff or my writing. Like nothing motivates me more to work on my own stuff than watching or reading or experiencing like really excellent art. Like the other day I watched a BTS video and it motivated me to go work on my screenplay. Like it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't even have to be in the same medium at all. It's just like, if I see something and I'm like, oh, like that really impacted me I'm like you know what I should do I should go write something (laughs) and that also uh, has to do with the fact that you know I'm not the kind of person who like writes every day at a certain time like if I feel motivated to do something I do it because I know that that motivation is fleeting and I don't necessarily know when it will come again wow yeah I mean that makes sense though it's kind of that what is that the transitive property I don't know how to do math but the like that inspired me. I'm going to go inspire someone else. Yeah, like, I feel nice. I would like to make someone else feel that way with what I create. So let me work on creating that. Yes. Hell yeah. What about you, Kayla? Just, like, airing out all of my stupid insecurities. For me, it's <laughs> hard to look at, like, other artists and creators, especially if they're, like, in the same space as us. As much as I 100% want like more creators and influencers or whatever in the asexual space or whatever, every time there's someone new that's big, I get scared that people like aren't going to want us anymore, which is like really selfish and like really shitty because the space is very small. We need all the people we can get. We, we always say, like, we want competition, like, give us competition. But then when competition comes, we're like, oh, God. Objectively, <laughs> I want competition. My gremlin brain is, like, very insecure about it. So, like, I find it hard to be inspired by other people because it usually, like, this sounds so shitty, but, like, other people doing well sometimes make me just, like, second guess myself and, like, shut down myself. But... Like earlier this week, I was like feeling that way. I was just like very stressed about how much I had to do and just like very overwhelmed. And I just like had to remind myself that like we don't do the podcast or do other things like for ourselves. Like at this Mm -hmm. point, it's for other people. Like we get the most lovely emails and like a tiny community has been created around the podcast. Like this all sounds like very cheesy and self-serving. But I was like being a creator is such like a thankless business like you just do whatever we're not making money i'm not getting any validation and i was like shut the frick shut the heck up (laughs) like that's so not true like that's just like your insecure brain being like needy and stupid like you're getting a lot of the rat brain again not the rat brain pesky (laughs) rat brain what would you say is that from the ratatouille musicals there it yes is. It's, it wait is. is it really yes yes oh my god <laughs> i was kind of joking and i kind of regret asking now oh no it's there <laughs> it's a move very funny 
Wow. I watched the whole not an thing. Episode. When, How did you? When, when when they did like the I didn't the was it good? Of it. Oh, it was like so cheesy and horrible, but like excellent. You I know, because I mean, um, all the people involved with it were phenomenal. So yeah, right, <laughs> I love that. Anyway, literally yeah. the only thing I know about it is that Andre De Shields was in it, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. watch Ratatouille, but sure." <laughs> Like, yeah, no, he he was great. He just had his little song. He was just sitting in his chair. That's really all you need. I feel like <laughs> at this point, you don't really need anything else from Andre De Shields except for like no. Andre De Shields. Give the man an umbrella and let him walk across the stage. That's Amen. all. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this became theater talk. <laughs> yep, <it helped. laughs> I'm over here like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. Just kidding. I I fight it, but the theater you kid energy run. does. You can't run for long. You can it's, run. I have the videos hide. of you singing Taylor the Latte Boy. I go. got proof. It's fine. Shut up. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep them to myself, but you aren't going to. You've already told me. So <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the right the moment. right time. She's waiting for my birthday. Mm. You know it. You guys, surprise. you guys have the Patreon. Patreon only content. <laughs> True. Gated con. You have to pay. Five dollars. Maybe that'll be our paywall. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a Patreon yet, but maybe that'll be our launch. Mm, That's a big, so big launch. (laughs) Be the kickoff, a premiere, red carpet event. Yes, world premiere. (laughs) You can walk the red carpet. I love. We'll have to get a red carpet. Yeah, we'll deal with that later. Um, (laughs) Last question for you, Uh, and this one's a little bit of a mouthful. So let me see if I can drop those like middle school reading skills and get this one out do you want me to do it do you want to do it i can do it do it both asexual and neurodivergent people can experience friendships and romantic slash sexual relationships differently than the aloe a mononormative slash neurotypical world often portrays do you see any overlap in those differences i'm glad i'm looking at this question because my adhd brain just (laughs) did not take in any of that i was Um, reading it don't recall it like it's just oh yeah in and out, you know? It's just, also, yeah. I'm sorry, You're I like, just used my camera hand to gesture. <laughs> I understood. <laughs> really good. I understood. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm, look- I'm thinking about looking at her, looking yeah. at her. Question. I hope the question uses she, her pronouns. I didn't ask. Kayla, do you have something to say? I think I said this earlier, just like the way the world works and like the advice people give like isn't set up for neurodivergent people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same way with like a-spec identities is like everyone writing thinks, a whole book about it <laughs> writing this a whole is book true. about it yeah, how's, this ba- is like, how's that going by the way <laughs> we're submitting our like first chapter to our editor in a couple days hey so nice. hopefully he likes it <laughs> yeah. it's not garbage look at y'all yeah. go i believe in you you're doing amazing it's, but like yeah that's like kind of what the whole theme of our book is is that like the way that A-spec people view the world is just, like, very differently, and you, like, break a bunch of, like, norms and rules that are just, like, everyone thinks are just there permanently, and, like, we forget that they are just, like, stupid man-made constructs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things like ADHD or depression or anxiety, like, we don't work the same as neurotypical people, and so you have to kind of, like, do stuff yourself and, like, fight back against, like, Things like having to write every day or like the way that the school day is structured or like the way that like the average work day or work week is structured. Like that just like doesn't work for a lot of neurodivergent people. And Mm -hmm. I I think once you become aware of the fact that 
uh, society enforces certain things onto you. And uh, once you realize that, like, maybe you don't want to embrace those things in the same way or you experience them differently. Like, when we talk about asexuality, like, a lot of people, when they first hear about it, like, it totally turns their world upside down because, like, they understand, like, oh, gay people, like, they experience it just like straight people. It's just for the same gender. But then when you start talking about asexuality and you start talking about the lack of attraction altogether, they don't get it. They're like, that's possible. Like you can still live a fulfilling life without that attraction. It's like, you don't yeah, just shrivel fine. up and die. I'm fine. Ugh. And I think the same thing goes for neurodivergence. I recently saw a tweet where someone had taken a TikTok of someone who was struggling with mental illness and they were like, I just brushed my teeth for the first time in like three months. And people in the comments were like, oh my God, like good job. Like you did it. They were being really supportive in the TikTok comments. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Twitter that reposted it was like, uh, and then people in the in their replies on Twitter were being like, that's just like not okay. Like it's not okay to not brush your teeth for three months. And like there was this whole thing of like, like those people just don't understand. Mm-hmm. They they haven't had their world turned upside down yet. And and for them to understand you know, what it's really like to have mental illness, like they're going to have to get a grasp on that. Like the, the point of, of of mental illness or just like neurodivergent, uh, I guess they're not identities, but like identifiers in, in general, like the, the point is that you don't experience the world in the same way as other people. And you, um, and that may look wrong or weird or like gross to other people but like i i can't i can't control it <laughs> and i think i think getting people to understand that there's not one way to be that other people experience the world differently is something that um like neurodivergent uh, like mental health communities and stuff and aspect communities have in common is like we're trying to teach people that there's another way to be and that there's not necessarily a value judgment to be placed either way like it's just the way it is um and we're trying to get people to understand that but because society tells them this is how it should be this is how it should be they are struggling to grasp that yeah i think they're equally like hard to explain to like I have tried like explaining to people close to me before, like why sometimes I just like will not brush my teeth. Like I just can't do it. I like, I just can't do it. And it's very hard to like explain something like that to people who it's just like, oh, of course I do. Like it's like habit. Like I just cannot tell you why I didn't feel like taking my meds today or why I didn't brush my teeth today. Like I, and it's the same thing with attraction. I can't tell you why I experience attraction this way. Like I like don't have the words to tell you how that feels. It's just like how it is. And and for yeah, someone no, who's on I, the outside of that, for someone who's on the outside of that, like I, I don't have a snap streak with you asking if you've brushed your teeth because it's more important that you take your meds because I know what happens when you don't take your meds and like there there is an impact on you if you don't take your meds and so like that's why I'm like okay I'm gonna bully you into taking these I know you're having trouble I'm gonna annoy you until you do it and I'm not like I'm gonna annoy you and make you feel bad about not brushing your teeth because it's like that's not that's not the important of, of, of so much Sarah things. can bother me about <laughs> yeah like there's you you have to prioritize <laughs> yeah yeah 
No, I mean, like, the main thing that I think I usually pick as an example for executive dysfunction specifically and just not mm-hmm. being able to pull off these supposedly, allegedly basic and easy tasks for mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, but, like, peeing, like, getting out of bed or getting out, like, or getting up out of my chair in my office to go to the bathroom is so hard. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to pee. I should get up and pee. And then I don't. I don't, like, I. there's no... <laughs> there's, like, no reason behind it. Like, I will be in the bathroom getting ready for bed. My toothbrush will be there. I will have the time. And I just don't do it. Like, there's no real, like, I don't know what to tell anyone about that. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's so hard to explain to people who haven't ever experienced that because it's like, I know I'm supposed to. I want to to do this. Yeah, Yeah. like, I want to do this just as much as you want me to do this, but there's something in my brain that's not letting me do it. And if people haven't experienced that, they just have so much trouble grasping it. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense as, like, working for... ADHD and executive dysfunction and mental illness and obviously all of those very complicated Venn diagrams, but also for asexuality, it was just like, Mm -hmm. it's just different. And if you've never experienced that, then it's like. Well, and I think the difficult thing is that so much of at least the society that we all find ourselves in really craves concrete explanations and definitions Mm -hmm. and so i think to some extent when you're like i you just need to experience it to understand it like sometimes people get really defensive about it right because they're like well why can't you just explain it to me why can't you just give me a clear explanation and sometimes it's just messier than that and i think it's like i just need you to trust me i need you to believe me Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for knowing what yeah. I was trying I to think say. Like, <laughs> Got you. like when I was talking earlier about like having patients with people who have like ADHD or neurodivergence, like I think that's what it gets at is like, I now know that like me telling Sarah that I'm like very upset with her for not doing something like that's not going to do anything because she's also upset with herself. And like, that's something I learned over time. And then also realized that like I experience of like that now like it's worked into the way that I like me and Sarah work together is that like I have to understand that sometimes like one of us just can't do something and that there's like no logical reason for not doing it and like we're both just gonna like have to be okay with each other doing that sometimes and we're just gonna have to figure out how to get around that like yeah it's gotta get done at some point (laughs) yeah 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 Very well said. Thank you both for that. Yeah, thank you both um, a ton for hanging out with us and also for answering those questions. Um, Did you have any uh, anything that you feel really led to share about asexuality, ADHD, neurodivergence, whatever? Is any of your spirit still moving? (laughs) Yeah. um, Or if you have any questions for us or anything like that. yeah, no, wow. I have a question just because I'm curious. Yeah. Y'all, do y'all take medication for ADHD, mental mm-hmm. illness things? Yes. See, yes. Uh, we're both actually on like really similar meds, which is <laughs> kind of bizarre because 
I you went through you got your meds for like depression way before I did, but then I got diagnosed with all my stuff at once, and then you were like, oh. AD- oh, ADHD. Oh, that's ADHD. And then got your ADHD meds. Yeah. And then we ended up on like the same ish prescription. So, yeah, no, uh, I take 100 milligrams of Zoloft a day. And classic. I take extended release Adderall in the mornings and instant release Adderall in the afternoons. And a fun cocktail. It is. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Um, I don't always take ASMR the for the really class. This is my it, this is my Adderall. Nice. This is my Prozac. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but we are both. Ayla, how much? Uh, what? What dose of Prozac do you take? I think I it's take, less than me. I take. It's less than you. I take thirty. I have twenties and tens. I, I used to take more, and then I. I'd like to have, I have like a whole relationship with like wanting to get off meds eventually, but like it's an incredibly slow process, obviously, like weaning mm-hmm. yourself off of meds that you are dependent on. Uh, mm-hmm. I take 30. Nice. 60, I'm baby. probably going to be <laughs> on these medications indefinitely. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Jordan's seen yeah. what happens when I don't have medications. Like, even if I have to go without Adderall and I still have my Zoloft, but, like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know how how I did literally anything before Adderall. I was, like, almost mad when I first started and I was like, wait a second. People have been able to function this entire time? Yeah. I've, I've been using mine a lot more consistently lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dose just got up to smidge and I'm like... Wow, this is like I can tell that like if I forget to take it or if I like whatever, like I can tell the difference. Sarah like, will sometimes be like, what? took my Adderall, doing things now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's do you do the it's, extended? I don't. I have the 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 quickie boys. There um, you go. But I do I get know. I do get Addy updates a lot. I will get updates of like, I need to take like I'm not I, doing I sent this. you an Addy I update should, today. <laughs> It'll be I like, forgot to take it this morning. It'll I be like it, I, I I'm do, I'm not doing this thing. I should take my Adderall, and then like three hours later, it'll be like took an Addy smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Incredible>. really sweet. <laughs> I love yeah. I, just the, the wild the wild thing though about like my Prozac is I also just started on another like anxiety medication that I don't think has had a ton of impact yet because it's 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 a baby it's Mm -hmm. testing the waters Mm. um but my prozac i have literally never forgotten to take it uh which is wild it's wild because like it's very the fun thing about forgetting to take it is that when you start taking it again, you get the like weird dreams that you got when you first started taking it. I've like, been six having a lot ago. of weird dreams recently, though. I can tell when I am coming out of de- uh, out of a depression and my meds are working like extra hard because I will start having the vivid Prozac dreams. My thing, okay, I this used is to this getting is everywhere just, now. Here we are. <laughs> I used to not have dreams. And when I say that, people are like, you had dreams. You just, like, didn't remember them. It's like, I didn't even remember having dreams. Like, it wasn't like I woke up and I was like, I have a dream. I have no idea what, what." like, I go to bed and I wake up. Like, Mm -hmm. I very 
rarely would have dreams, but because of Prozac, I started getting dreams, and that was my least favorite side effect. Prozac was, dreams like, are so very vivid was, and so I, weird. Kayla, I'm still thinking about the beehive on my back. That sounds traumatic. I did, I did get a text about uh, about a dream Sarah had recently, and it did sound disturbing. If it makes you feel any better, Sarah, I'm I'm not on Prozac. I'm on Wellbutrin and Zoloft, mm-hmm. but I also did not dream like at all. Yeah. I very rarely remembered my dreams until I started that, and so I don't know if it's a meds thing or like a this year's just been a clusterfuck yeah. thing because I mean, don't I'm sound as vivid as like beehive backs, but yeah. You're not alone in that, at least. And they're not always that. Like, I don't I don't have dreams, like, every night, but it's definitely a lot more often than I used to, and I hate it. Like, because I lived most of my life not having dreams, like, I don't like having dreams. Because, mm. like, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, well, this is already impacting my mood. <laughs> Whereas if you just go to bed and you wake up, you're just like, all right, I'm awake <laughs> now. <laughs> Whereas then sometimes you wake up and you're like, I had a dream that there was a whole beehive on my back. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, I was cheated on by my partner and now I'm mad at them for no reason because oh, they didn't no. do it. It was just them in their <laughs> dream, but now I'm angry at, at them in real life. Oh, no. I I don't remember my dreams, but I dream. I know that I dream. She do be and dreaming. sometimes I, I remember them, but. I think you just like, huh. I do though. I flail. I you around. The one reason I devastatingly miss sharing a room with Sarah is she did the weirdest shit in her sleep. She would flip over, (laughs) be awake, and go on her phone and do something. I never knew what she was doing. And then she'd like go back to sleep, but she didn't remember any of it. What was she doing? What was she doing on her phone? very rarely in my life sometimes in my life that has happened where the next morning like if someone reminds me that i did it i'll remember that i did it but like i you used to do it well, all the I, time or like when i was younger like my mom would come into my room she would and i would be like sit up and be like what's going on and like my mom was like you were speaking gibberish what are you saying and i would be like blah, blah, blah. and she'd be like Go it's back to bed. Literally a horror would. film. And then I just went. <laughs> it's a horror film. I don't know if this was a thing for like anybody else, but I remember in high school there was like one of those weird running culture jokes of like if you wake up at 2.31 in the morning, you won't remember what you do and go back to sleep. The logic of it was like if you wake up at a certain part of your sleep schedule and then so go wild. back to sleep, you don't remember. So whenever there were like school trips and stuff, people would be like, oh, time to go mess with people at 2.31 mm. in the morning. Was that just my high school being full of Yes. I'm looking but at that, your faces and realizing that. that also sounds city. like a horror <laughs> film for sure. That also sounds like something that high schoolers would do. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what Sarah was doing on her phone every time. Like, what the f*** were you doing? I've never, like, (laughs) posted anything to social media. See, that's what I would be afraid. I would be afraid of, like, texting someone or, like, posting something and it being, like, very not good. It's like (laughs) a a drunk text, but a sleep text. Very, very occasionally have I sent a text that didn't make sense. But I've never, like, tweeted or anything. I strongly disagree. I get texts <laughs> from you every day that don't make sense. When I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just imagining that we look up your phone's history to see, like, what was happening at, like, approximately That's what I need. I need, like, the FBI happening. to get in Sarah's phone <laughs> like, and tell me what happens. Where's Penelope knock, knock, Garcia FBI from Criminal agent. Minds? Come on. <laughs> 
I just wish um, it was like you writing weird shit in your notes app because mm, that we would be able to find. There's that's nothing. That's true. I'm I'm imagining just like you look at the history and all of a sudden you're on like Reddit just trolling. I don't what know. What if you what have I, like a whole I, secret identity? Like what if oh you're like I have yes. I have a secret Twitter that has like six hundred thousand followers. Maybe oh. and like, but it, you don't even know. It's like, are you drilled? Yeah, I was literally <laughs> about to say you're drilled and you don't I'm know it. Drill. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery is solved at last. That would be wilder than having a secret identity. Yeah. Wow. Um, also, I would have to log out every night because I'm not logged it's, in. Yeah, it's such a secret account. identity that you don't even know about it. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Oh. Wow, team. <laughs> we are batting a thousand. It is almost 9 p.m. So Oop. do we want to win? almost over, guys. Oh, hey. <laughs> she huh? did it. Sorry. Shall we bounce on over to the dopamine trampoline and take this one home? Let's do a bounce. All right. So for people who might be tuning into this show to listen to Sarah and Kayla um, and aren't familiar with the dopamine trampoline, we talk about one thing every other week because that's our schedule that brings our brain dopamine. So it can be something from this week that makes you happy. It can be like a deep cut of like, here's a hyperfixation I had when I was a kid. It can be like, yeah, that made me chuckle today. Whatever butters your parsnips. And yeah. since you are our guests, would you like Ooh, to share first? parsnips. I, I, yeah, I want to clarify just because you use the term hyperfixation. It isn't always hyperfixation. Sometimes it's things that we hyperfocus on. Sometimes it's just things we find that are just neat. Good clarification. Welcome. Hop on up. <laughs> Jump with I'm us. currently hopping. <laughs> okay. I've, oh, we I've do hopped. have enough people to probably do crack an egg. <laughs> that brings me back. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. Wait, yeah, Jordan so never is the dopamine that. trampoline, is it, like, one of those, like, shitty trampolines, or is it, like, a gymnastics waffle? Now this lady's like, in you, her gymnastics elitism. Yeah, so <laughs> there are, there I don't are even know better what you're talking about. trampolines. They're more, like, waffle. In my mind, and they're yeah, no, in know exactly. part, and they're bouncier. Yeah, no, we can say for this episode, because you are a gymnast, okay. that that's that Thank kind you. of trampoline. See, but I will say, full disclosure, the trampoline that I've always envisioned is the shitty old black metal mm-hmm. coil mm-hmm. trampoline with a purple, like, vinyl. See, that's See, mine was like, like your, le- your leg might go through it and you might die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, my sister actually did uh, break her back. When we cool. used to have a trampoline. So that's the trampoline we had in our backyard. So I'm just like imagining my childhood backyard. Perfect. That's, that's where what we I'm, are. That's what I'm usually doing for the dopamine <laughs> trampoline. It's whatever trampoline right. speaks to you. Okay. My own personal trampoline today. I, I mentioned this earlier. I stayed up way too late last night watching bts videos now this happens with some regularity although i've gotten a lot better at like finally at a certain point forcing myself to go to sleep last night i completely failed on that because i got into a delightful rabbit hole of bts members as cats on the internet and then bts members as vines and they were so delightful i found myself laughing aloud just at like one thirty in the morning by myself. Will I ever watch a video like that ever again? I don't even know. But they brought me joy yesterday. <laughs> That's what counts, baby. That sounds wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, third roommate who moved out last year loves K-pop, so. I accidentally yeah. got into it a couple months ago, and it's just, it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole. It's so easy. I got my mom into it. <laughs> oh, Wow. She does. Amazing. She does Incredible. love it. She That's... sends me a BTS video every day. 
Oh. Oh, good. Oh, that's, so, that's really wholesome. My mom mostly contacts me every day to Snapchat me at 420 with the timestamp and say happy 420. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Yeah, she's kind say, of incredible. Yeah, she will say blaze it. I have never loved anything more than this fact. <laughs> Although my mom did send me a video. The video she sent me recently was... <clears throat> I, I have a screenshot of it. Oh, great. The video is called A Short Compilation of Jungkook Lifting His Shirt Up. And I was like, Mom, how did Julie, we get here? How did we get here? Julie, like, you are married. <laughs> I know logistically in the course of our conversation that day Julie. how she ended up there. Like, I get Julie. it. I also understand from, like, me forcing her to watch a BTS video once how we ended up where we are. But when she sent me that video, I was like, how... What brought us to this place? Right a married fifty-something-year-old woman with two grown children, <laughs> neither of which are attracted to men. Nope. Neither of her children are attracted to men. I guess somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, y'all yeah, watch the video, but like, <laughs> that is... of course I'll watch it. Are you kidding? Oh, Julie. Oh, sweet oh, Julie. How did we end up here? Your mom is iconic. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love Julie so much. <laughs> what a weirdo. Oh my gosh. Gosh, I think that might be my dopamine trampoline. Because that just <laughs> mom, if you make it all the way through this episode, hi. <laughs> wow, what a tr- what a treat it will be for her to hear this. Oh wow. Yeah. Julie, don't know ya, never met ya, but um you're uh, an icon now. She really so. is. We respect yeah. you so much. Love me and so Julie. Much. That's fantastic. What about you, Kayla? What is your, what trampoline are you bouncing on? And what is your dopamine trampoline? I'm bouncing on the one that is in my childhood backyard. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I recently, like my binge show has been RuPaul's Drag Race. I'd watched a couple seasons like years ago, but I've been watching all the seasons. I'm season nine. And I just like love shitty reality TV. Not that it's shitty, but I just like oh, no, love reality. Maybe that should be it more broadly. Reality competition shows where there's like drama and people get mad at each other. Like I love Project Runway. I love. I feel like ANTM. I've never actually watched it. I feel like I would really like it, but I haven't watched it. it from I, I everything you're saying, I, I think so. I feel yeah. like I really would. Maybe I should look because I keep like running out of them. Like the other day, we watched the entire second season of Blown Away, which is the glass blowing competition show. We watched the yes. whole thing in yes. one night. And it's yes. like, not that long, but we watched just the whole season one night. There's also this mm-hmm. reality show that's British. That's like the Great British Baking Show. But for pottery, there's like three seasons. It's on HBO Max. You, yes. Everyone should watch it immediately. Anyway, I guess just like that type of show is just it, I think. I can't I can't necessarily get into that show as much because I will end up on my phone and then I'll get distracted by See, slime videos. See, but that's videos what I like about those type of shows is I can be on my phone while I watch them. Like it's my, my a chill show. My thing with shows is I need to like fully oh, no. focus. I, I can't I cannot watch TV just watching TV. It is not like, enough to maintain if, my mind. I need to be playing a phone game while I watch TV. Kayla, you are like, so valid. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I still go on my phone sometimes when I'm watching TV, but, like, I like Great British Bake Off. Like, sure, like, if, if that's on, if you guys I'm will not believe what has it, just happened I'll to watch me. it. What? RuPaul's Drag Race just started playing in a different window <laughs> in my computer. 
Oh my I can hear RuPaul them talking, like, but I can't find the window. Oh no. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> stop, please. Valentina, please stop. Okay. <laughs> like shows like that, like if other people are watching them, I'll watch them with them, but I'm never gonna choose we, to watch it myself. We mm-hmm. did watch a whole season of Project Runway in college with us and our two other very good friends. And it Did was, I do that? Oh, maybe you were in Germany. <laughs> Maybe you were in Germany. Maybe it was just I don't me think and our I other two that. friends. But like our friend Evan, who's a man, who's like not like ooh manly man, but like isn't he's isn't, a straight man. He's a straight man, not someone you would like peg to get really into Project Runway. But that man, that was he also got so into went, The Bachelor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he just he did get very into it. He got very into that. I got very into The Bachelor, Bachelor mm-hmm. in Paradise. He's committed. He has a broad range. He really he does. does. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Yes. Didn't mean to interrupt you so much there, Kayla, but wow. Reality TV <laughs> competition shows. <laughs> it's my it's passion. Really going. It's it great. really is. I just remembered the Nickelodeon game show Guts just now. Did anyone else watch Guts? Did I you watch Legends of the Hidden about, Temple? No. Yes. I know what you are saying, but I did not. You really missed out. You should just watch those now. Maybe I should. <laughs> I didn't like watch the TV that everyone else did when they were kids. I don't know what I was doing the whole time, but we like didn't have many channels. And I didn't have like that Nickelodeon SpongeBob thing that everyone else did when didn't they watch were SpongeBob. young. I wasn't allowed to watch Kim Possible, which I'm still <gasps> mad at. That's not very about. upsetting. Oh. Um, I but I had that experience with Disney movies. I didn't see a lot but of that Disney bitch movies loved until I was, like, Mary Poppins. This mm. bitch. Well, here's the thing. Mary did I love Mary Poppins? No. I don't know. My, my sister, sister loved Mary Poppins. And because she was my older sister, I was like, count me in. So we just yeah. watched Mary Poppins every day. Fair enough. I nice. feel like it's so culturally alienating to be a young millennial at this point and not have grown up watching SpongeBob. Because I wasn't alienating. allowed to watch SpongeBob either. I feel alienated. It's my sister's fault because I wanted to watch it. My older sister was like, no, that show is dumb. We're not watching it. And she ruined my life is what I'm <gasps> saying here. <laughs> Tragedy. Rachel, I did see the musical, though. That was well, pretty that's dope. all that matters. <laughs> it was actually really it's good. Yes, Sarah gets it. Um, okay, Sarah. But yeah, no, it's it feels weird doing a dance. <laughs> I love the energy you're bringing to the room right now, Sarah. It's really <laughs> bothering my parsnips. Lex, what have you got for us this week? Do you need a minute? No. <laughs> Talk about me. my dopamine this trampoline. Me every time it's juice and beef time. I always need several minutes. That's okay. Yeah, I like I do a like... manifesto, and Kayla's like, uh, I like cheese. <laughs> I do like cheese. I also like Jesus. cheese. Oh. Did you all see that Tillamook just dropped, like, merch? Okay, all right. Hold on. Listen, <laughs> not everyone is from the Pacific Northwest, and not everyone is what Tillamook about is. It. Thank you. But Tillamook and Pendleton <laughs> collabed <laughs> to make yes. a plaid blanket. Like, travel this blanket. I love. Like, this for I love. picnics and it's traveling. It's actually fly as hell. It's, like, got this really nice, like, orange and blue plaid on it. Comes with, like, the leather straps. You can, like, roll up for wow. picnics and shit. It's incredible. It's, a it's like blanket. when Hidden Valley Ranch <laughs> came out with merch. What? Yeah. I love Hidden Valley Ranch so much. Surely Cannot is. relate, but. I'm just thinking about it. I'm still reeling about I right now is when I found out that they have merch and we need to like zip through this so I can go look at them. 
Oh my god. I know. I don't think it's possible to zip through this. We've been doing this for almost two hours. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, are no, not I'm very so zippy people. Okay. All right. Here. I'll bring it home. <laughs> Tangent. Bring it home. Let's. Or, well, <laughs> bring it to your dope. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> disco balls. Ooh. Today, a couple of minutes before we sat down to set everything up here, we were in our living room and Jordan was like, oh, hey, what are you going to do for your dopamine trampoline? And I was like, it's a great question. <laughs> Who's Miss. to say? And then I looked up and I had recently hung a disco ball in our living room. We do. We have a disco ball. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. That makes me want it, one in my living room. Follow your dreams. Yeah. I got it for our housewarming party uh, forever ago when we first moved into this apartment. And then it just sort of has been in my room. And now it's not. Anyway, so disco did you ball. receive a package today? Sorry. <laughs> to my house? Really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to my, like, the house I live in or my P.O. Yeah. box? No, y- your house. I don't know. Should I have? Maybe you should check. <gasps> Is, Is it, it the hat? Disco ball? <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants. It's of the hat. I don't know. I haven't been downstairs, like, all day. I will piss my pants if it's that hat. <laughs> do do you need to go get your mail right now? <laughs> Should I do this live on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Let me text Dean. While you're checking that, I'm just going to give y'all a quick little history on the disco ball because I had do. no idea. I love this. Please. I love this so, mini history podcast within a podcast. Yes. And yes. Part of the reason our cha- chaos is a podcast. Sweet mercy. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think I might have just had a bit of a stroke. Okay. So um, was it because 18... Of 97. Charlestown in Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) A group of electricians who produced a publication called The Electrical Worker created something called a mirrored ball. And it was incandescent lamps of various colors on wire mesh over a ballroom. And that was the first iteration of a disco ball. And they became quite popular in the early 1900s, especially in the 1920s. And then they kind of went dormant for a while. And they were called mirror balls and glitter balls, but then in the 70s and then into the 80s. The 70s happened. Yeah. We had the disco and then you had the mirror glitter balls over the disco. And then it became a disco ball. And um, that's pretty much it. Like, there's a company in Kentucky that has apparently made over 90% of the globe's disco balls since, like, the 70s. Wow. So how did they How did they become that? They just started making them. And they did their best. Started <laughs> Good marketing. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, apparently, Kentucky's just like, yeah, we got baseball bats and we got disco balls. Uh, it, the disco I wonder ball. if they ever... I was going to say, that's a good point. Yeah, I was going to say, did they put those together? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's been done in a music video at some point. Oh, yeah. So they're called. um, (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. So also, though, here's something neat. This company that started apparently pre-70s, but like they really kicked into gear in the 70s, 
mostly a staff of like 20 to 30 young women during World War II were the ones who started really making these disco balls. So I like love that for them. You know, during the yeah. war, weren't they trying to like conserve resources and like so why did they like let them continue making disco balls? Like, Maybe I thought, it's the like there will be singing about the bad times kind of this is what we need to sustain our I joy guess. through this dark, I dark guess. time and reflect the light. They were like horrible mm. things are going on. Let's Everyone party. get a disco ball, you'll feel a little bit better. That's It'll still be yeah. really bad, but you'll feel a little oh. better. Maybe yes. everyone should get a disco ball in the pandemic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and also, like, we're in the 20s. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Yeah. But, um, Roaring. We're, we're <laughs> screaming, for sure. We're being loud. But the uh, company called Omega, they had, like, this most popular type of disco ball, which was the one that was, like, given to a lot of different clubs, like uh, Studio, is it Studio 54? Mm-hmm. And different big clubs like that. The most common one was the 40-inch, 40-H? Oh, my God. 48-inch <laughs> disco ball. And do you know how much those things cost for commission? $4,000 for I a 40 I was going to say, like, 500 Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. And that was in the 70s at its so peak. So then in today's money, that would be, like... So much. More. Even more. Yeah. And also, like, they're <gasps> sparkly and fun and, like... Yeah, that's Ned. <gasps> this is Ned. Ned. Um, Great, you know, great vibes mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. Good vibes only. Uh, really just bestie living in Bestie vibes a... only. Yes. Sorry? Bestie vibes only. I said, I said bestie vibes bestie only. Bestie vibes only. Yeah. Bestie vibes yeah. only. Um, Do you yeah. have anything else? That's, that's it, really. All right. I just, uh, oh, yeah, you can feel like you're really in an Owl City song. <laughs> you would not believe your eyes. It would 10,000 fireflies lit yeah. up the world. Yeah. You ever heard that song, Bass Boosted? <laughs> Boost that bass. <laughs> it's a very unique experience. We can do that after this. But yeah, before I hop on, do we have a mail update? Hold on. I texted my boyfriend and he's not answering me. I think oh. he's working. Lame. Working Useless. in this economy? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, Let's see. That sure is a move. Oh my so, gosh. How's work? I guess. I received a lot of emails and none of them were important. Okay, nice. That's, that sounds like work. God. Oh, we have something. What do we got there? A knife. Cow. No. A knife. <gasps> it's a cow, cow bucket. It looks I'm so it... stupid on top of your headphones. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, I got a sticker, too. <laughs> yeah, how good does it look with my headphones? It looks absurd. So good. So, so good. good, Kayla. <laughs> Thank you. I'm obsessed with you right now. It has little like strings in it so you can tighten it. Amazing. Wear your platform sandals. (laughs) Where's your jelly clutch? You're so Sometimes you just got to impulse buy your co host a fuzzy cow printed bucket hat. Apparently you do. You must. Guess we know what we're getting each other for our birthdays. Because that was delightful. Thank you for bringing yeah. us in on that very, very special experience. I feel like I'm a part of something. Yeah. You know, bigger you than myself. <laughs> part of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Never Don't apologize. Be. This is Don't perfect. Be. You know, I, I almost have to change my dopamine trampoline because that was really, really lovely. But in my heart of hearts this week, my dopamine trampoline still is cinnamon sugar toast oh so good 
I don't know why, but that's always been like cozy cold weather food for my Nothing family. Nothing beats it. That's so true. Like I remember my first winter in Chicago because I, for the most part, grew up in a desert. And then I moved out mm. here and my mom was like, I saw that it's going to be really cold. You better go stock up on cinnamon sugar toast stuff oh, before it gets so snowy, cute. which was very sweet. Um, And it has been a disgusting here. It has not really been above like 20 degrees and super snowy. So no context, I have gotten stuck getting in and out of our garage four times. Oh, my mm. God. Just Delightful. since, like, we started getting all this big snowfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got, what, like, eight inches of snow, and we're supposed to get, like, six more this weekend? Well, we've gotten way more than eight, but, like, this week, probably. So yeah. We've gotten eight, and we're supposed yeah. to get about six more. Uh, so it's a mess here right now. Yeah. But See, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm from Michigan, and now oh. I live in L.A. You're from Michigan? So we're both we from Michigan. Yeah. Bo- I'm from Michigan. Hello? Where are you from in Michigan? I'm from Rochester Hills. Is that outside Detroit? Okay. Yeah, it's north. I'm cool. from the world's smallest town called Heartland. Heartland. Full no one hicks. knows it. Where? I where? knew it. No one. It's, There's a gym there. <laughs> well, but like where? There's a, it's right here. Okay, so you're both from the she's, east side. Okay. She's yes. there. I'm over here. Are you west side? Yeah, uh, I'm from Pawpaw. <laughs> Pawpaw. Oh, I do. I know Pawpaw. Yeah. I worked over in... Benton Harbor for a summer. Yeah. So I know you gotta Papa. drive past Papa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm suburbs. <laughs> She's nowhere. You're Tell Papa. me why this <laughs> yeah. made me remember that I recently had a dream that I like got stuck in the thumb part of Michigan and was like, oh, this is why no one goes to the thumb. Is why did true? this just reset? No, like that's nothing. <laughs> no. That means literally nothing. Like I don't know <laughs> okay. what. Anyway. Yeah, I'm from Washington, so I'm just like, love this journey for all of you, but I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. It's okay. She's like, they're pointing at their hands and I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? What does it all mean? What is happening? It's a picture of the hat that I now own, but it's a weird gif of Bernie wearing it. (laughs) Sorry, I was just looking up the company that this hat is from. (laughs) That was a blessing. Was one of those leopard print? Yeah, here's the cow. There's a leopard. Wow. Wow. Ooh, a strawberry cow. (laughs) Sorry, this is nothing. If there was if there was a purple cow, I would have gotten it for you, but they didn't have a purple cow. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Sorry, Jordan. Yes. Gosh, get your head in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Shake right, break left. (laughs) I love basketball. Um, cinnamon sugar toast. I will keep this short because the main thing about cinnamon sugar toast I wanted to say is like it's always good, but I did discover this week actually a new beautiful way to make cinnamon sugar toast. I made potato bread because it's the best kind of sandwich bread. No, I'm not taking criticism. And I. No critiques. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. I toasted it. And instead of butter, hear me out here, I took a page from. The Moscow Bagel and Deli handbook, which was this bagel shop that we just called Bagel Shop that was in our college town. Um, And they used to do these. It sounds so bizarre. They did like steamed bagel sandwiches and they would take big ass cookies and spread them with cream cheese and cinnamon sugar and then like steam them in the bagel steamer. And it was so good. It was also admittedly like very solidly a drunk food place, but any time of the day, so good. I just can't imagine putting cream cheese on a cookie for some reason. You know, don't knock until you try it, Kayla. Jordan is like oh, no, a I'm chef and baker by trade, so she eats a lot of weird shit. This is true. If you're ever in Moscow, Idaho, go to the bagel shop. 
they'll hook you up. But I, I took a little bit of a page from their playbook, and you can try this version at home if you would like. And I did cream cheese instead of butter before the cinnamon sugar mixture, and it smacked ass. It was so good. And that's I, been sustaining my heart and soul and body all week. I have to admit, I cannot support you in this endeavor, but... I do support you in all other endeavors. And this is just where our paths diverge. <laughs> our don't paths like, diverge. Don't you not do cream cheese, Sarah? No, I don't you like know, cream cheese. Sarah I think is, that just means more for me. Sarah's very particular about her food. If we start talking about my eating habits, this podcast will go on another 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll eat all the cream cheese. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> okay. As long as we can coexist peacefully. No, I, th- I think it's more than peaceful. I think it's, like, truly symbiotic. Like Yeah, that's fair. You get all the cream cheese. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you don't even need to encounter the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Jordan's it's- got it all. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. But that's my dopamine trampoline is uh, cinnamon sugar toast. The classic. Nice. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You're so welcome, bro. I love you, bro. <laughs> love you too, bro. Uh, let's do our outro. Unless there was anything else we wanted to do first. We keep trying to end this podcast. I think we should we'll sit here for end. another two hours. Ooh, hey, we can Christ. watch Stick It. Perfect. <laughs> Alexa's um, like, no, let's do that. Um, actually, though, would 100% like live stream <laughs> a movie, par- like a Stick It party. Oh, my God. Um, you say the first part of our credits. I do. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to do our credits now. This has been a very special episode of Or Learn Parkour from Wholehearted Production Company. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other places people find podcasts. Special thanks to Crecia Perito for our cover art design. You can find her at Petal Hop, that's P-E-T-A-L-H-O-P, on Instagram and Twitter and Etsy. Follow them all and get a hat trick. Maybe even a cow hat trick. Oh. Oh. Yeah, uh, thank you as well to Tom Rosenthal for our theme song, There's a Dark Place, off of the album Keep a Private Room Behind the Shop. And of course, big, huge, wonderful thank you to Sarah and Kayla for being with us today. To continue on with the credits, you can follow us on the social meds at Or Learn Parkour on Twitter, at WeRWPC on Instagram, and at WeRWPC.com. And where can we find y'all? At Sarah Sounds Fake Pod everywhere. Nice. Everywhere. Everywhere. Well, Not LinkedIn. I would <laughs> if you're looking on social media at Pod. if you're looking on a podcast app, I'd recommend typing in the full thing of Soundsfake Perfect. <laughs> I don't know what will happen if you just do Soundsfake Pod. To be honest, I just don't know what you'll find. Why risk it? Yeah. I mean, it could um, be a fun exercise. I guess. Yeah, see, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. You can find you can find uh, sounds fake but okay, all all over the interwebs. And to make yeah. it Everywhere. extra easy for you, yes, we are going to link to your Twitter on Hell our yeah yeah in our episode description. Yeah. And our podcast is often just as chaotic as these last <laughs> two it's, hours were. It's definitely just it. as chaotic. It's yep, yeah, good 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 company. Thank y'all. Um, do you have thank you for else? having us yeah of course uh, last two things one if you enjoy this podcast and want to hear more don't forget to subscribe to this feed wherever you're listening to it yeah and if you want you can share the show with a friend or not a friend maybe an enemy who's, enemy who's to say <laughs> yeah 
Maybe you just want to hate, hate share a, a podcast. We're not um, going to stop you. Yeah. So that's all we got, though. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and putting up with our shit for like over two hours. <laughs> Do we um, have an outro question? If you had to. Pick, if you had to. <laughs> if you had to, would you? No. If you had to, would you? Hell yeah. <laughs> Personally? No. No? Okay. Okay. Just uh, an existential question for you all to chew on. If you had to, would you? Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you? I said hell yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, I would not. not. So we've got two no's. Would you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Wow. Split right down the middle. <laughs> you can see really yeah, see I mean, the I vibes of that... each of our podcasts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this sure has been Or Learn Parkour. I'm Jordan. I'm Lex. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kayla. And we will we will see y'all in two weeks. Go check out Sounds Fake But Okay and have a good night. Yeah. Get yourself a cool hat. Say yes Perp. to some sleep <laughs> and some water. <laughs> Those are both good things. Yeah, okay. Bye. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> get out of our <laughs> Get out. Get out. Okay. <laughs>